the Steelers Battle Lake Podcast. My name is James Strong, joined once again by my co-host, Cody Tanner. Cody, how are you on this wild Wednesday right before the Steelers game tomorrow night on Thursday? Yep, it's a wild, wacky Wednesday. Some would call it midweek mayhem. We'll get to that. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a wild time for sure. Uh, stressing about, you know, Steelers games and this and everything. But, James, how are you doing? Doing okay, buddy. Doing okay. Uh, before we get too far into today's show, we've got some shout-outs to some of our listeners uh, and viewers. Yep. Uh, first one on the list, Joe Wisinski. Joe went on Facebook and did this uh, movement that's going on right now of people going to their friends or you know a business that they like, their site, and then hitting invite all friends to like the page. Uh, Joe did that for us, got us a, a few new followers. Uh, the second person that also did it, maybe you want to do the shout out for them. Yeah, Leah Flanagan, that's my little sweetheart. That's my girlfriend. She actually did the same exact thing that Joe did. Um, and we saw an influx of of new Steelers fans and, fa- and you know, people that uh, are Steelers fans liking and following the page on Facebook. So just kind of growing our community. So we appreciate that. We will always shout you guys out for doing anything that kind of helps us grow, helps us get um, a footing in this crazy world of podcasts and sports reporting and this and that. Um, again, we're by no means professional, but we try to be. We try to get help you guys learn as much as you can get to know and give inputs and opinions and all that stuff. So we we appreciate anything you guys do. The last one, James, you want to give them a shout out? Yeah, Steelers Nation Australia. Uh, they're on YouTube. They give us a, a shout out every once in a while. So uh, here's one in return. Appreciate the love, folks. Uh, and Go follow our friends down under there at Steelers Nation Australia. Uh, also, if you're new, because obviously there's a decent number of new Facebook mm-hmm. followers going on here, you do have an opportunity to help us out in a different way than your friends Joe and Leah did with a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Uh, that's also a way to get yourself a shout-out on the show. So uh, feel free to do so, that, and we would definitely appreciate it. Uh, October numbers in review for Steelers by the Lake, Cody. Yeah, yeah. Let's go over states first, real quick. The top, yes, the top five states. Uh, number one, Pennsylvania. Shocker, we know. Number two, Texas. That's where I just was living for a year, and so you know, some people follow. No, I'm just kidding. It was like that before I lived there. Uh, number three, New York. Number four, Ohio. So we covered that tri-state area up there, and then number five, my new place of calling home, uh, Country Road, West Virginia. Here we go uh so nice yeah not bad not bad top five you want to go over yeah, countries yeah countries top three this last month were the united states of america finishing at number one Whoa. and then we had a tie a tie for second place between the uk and poland dang uh, so appreciate our european listenership as well absolutely um this show we're actually recording this show just full transparency right before we got to do a live show um on the pro sports fans app so if you guys haven't had a chance to download that that you can download that on any mobile device uh psf pro sports fans it is an app that covers almost all sports at this point you can follow your favorite team uh join in on live streams like the one we're about to do tonight called midweek mayhem where we just do it every wednesday night at seven o'clock and just kind of talk about the team talk about what's coming up this week we obviously have a short week so we'll talk about that um we'll talk about things that are happening, injuries, and all that stuff. It's mayhem because we never know what we're going to talk about, but we're talking about it all. So if you guys get the chance to download that, totally do that. Uh, we are going to jump right into talking about the Steelers, uh, you know, roster moves and stuff like that. Uh, I think the biggest one here, actually not the biggest one, but the second biggest one, 
an, an impactful one for sure is JPJ, Joey Porter Jr., officially named a starting cornerback. So that's huge for us moving forward. Yeah, and they didn't elaborate as to whether it's a Levi Wallace demotion or a Patrick Peterson demotion, um, leaning towards a Levi Wallace mm-hmm. one. Uh, but I feel like once he's back to full health, I won't be surprised if it becomes a Patrick Peterson one, uh, just because Levi Wallace is younger, and I feel like they're more favorable towards him because he's been there longer. Uh, but regardless, the great news here is that Joey Porter Jr. is going to be in on all defenses now, not just nickel and dime, but he's going to be your starting corner in base as well. And they had no choice. His play is so doggone good. Yep. Uh, and honestly, the play of both Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson has been so poor that you had to get the rookie out there. We've been begging for it for weeks uh, basically since week one, almost been begging uh, for more playing time for Joey Porter yeah. Jr. It's his time to shine. Uh, so I'm really excited about it. You couldn't come at a better moment too, uh, because honestly, with Minka Fitzpatrick out with this hamstring injury, uh, you really need the corners to step up their play because the safety play is just not going to be the same level as what it was with Minka. Nope. No, it will not, unfortunately. Uh, the Steelers also signed safety Jalen Elliott, a name we've seen uh, to the practice squad, and released outside linebacker uh, David Perales. Perales. Yes. My uh, name's a little sloppy on that last that's name. Okay. Sorry about that's okay. That's <laughs> okay. I saw the alert come across my phone. I just didn't see who was. Uh, Jalen Elliott's <laughs> been back and forth uh, off and on of our practice squad for a while now. So yeah, and he was on the uh, the preseason roster. He played all the preseason mm-hmm. games this year. Was quite active. Had a lot of tackles. Uh, unfortunately, there was a perfect quarterback rating going against him. Every pass attempted in his direction was completed. Uh, so maybe not the pass stopping specialist, uh, but he had absolutely no problem coming up and hitting somebody as hard as he possibly could. Uh, so if he does end up being called up to play, you would figure him to be on special teams. And that's the attribute you're looking for in special teams is somebody that's willing to hit and gets people to the ground when he does. So, uh, so uh, I think it's a great addition to the practice squad. You never know. Maybe you can develop the young man while he's down there. Yeah. Uh, the biggest news of all transactions before the game, we were hoping for it for a couple of weeks. Now it is finally here. Who's back on the roster from the injured reserve, Cody? Cameron Hayward. Yeah, buddy. And there was much rejoicing. Yeah, much rejoicing. Very, <laughs> very happy about this moving forward. Uh, we can finally hopefully get some real interior pressure on that offensive front um, of the enemy teams from our defensive front being Cam Hayward. Uh, and that'll help the double teams that we're going against Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt. So a lot of benefits to this. I think we'll see an immediate impact as soon as tomorrow if he, you know, if he plays. I'm assuming he will. Yeah, I feel like it's just going to be a lessened load. That's yeah, all. 100%. I wouldn't be surprised if he only gets like 30 snaps or so. You don't want to put him right out there into 60 snaps right away, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's the thing is, is that TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith have been getting the pressure around the edge, but nobody has been pushing the pocket enough in the middle to make to quarterbacks it. pay for to it. crash yeah. it. Uh, so the idea is that when one of these guys wins on a side, they either have to step up and get into pressure or go to the opposite direction and go into pressure. Uh, thus getting a, a, an interception or getting a sack from one of these guys. I think sack numbers are going to go through the roof with Cam Hayward there. And it's also going to really help the edge guys because when Cam wins up the middle, he's got to go somewhere and he can't go up the middle. He's going to go to an edge one way or the other. And TJ and Alex are just going to eat that up when people are actually running towards them. <laughs> and, and well, and it's going to help the secondary because the guy, they're not going to have as much time to 
you know, that, that pocket presence and pocket time is going to collapse faster, hopefully, and therefore cause more turnovers. How many, how many interceptions as we talked about where like, you know, Cam Hayward had that pressure or TJ Watt had that pressure that led to that. Uh, this is going to help tremendously in the defense front all around. And the defense has still been playing fairly well without it. Yeah. So this is huge. Um, to your to your point on that real quick, yeah. that's something we didn't actually point out on Monday's show that I wanted to, and I was kicking myself for not doing it. On the DeMonte KZ interception, that was Keanu Benton that came running through the middle. He beat his guy. He came up the middle. He forced a, a quick early throw, and there it was. Uh, a throw that was underthrown to the receiver in case he had an easy interception in the end zone because of it, all because of good pressure coming up the middle. So yep. uh, incredibly important to get. I want to jump into the injury report for this upcoming week. I'm going to cover the Steelers uh, injuries real quick here. Kenny Pickett with the rib injury. We already knew about that. He was limited uh, both Monday and Tuesday, but a full participant Wednesday, and he says he's playing. Uh, I am very happy to hear that. Uh, DeMonte KZ, the safety, had a hand injury, was limited on Monday, but a full participant Tuesday and Wednesday. He is going as well. Anthony McFarland, still working his way back, was limited Monday, full Tuesday and Wednesday. He's still technically on the injured reserve, yep. but attempting to come back to the 53-man roster. He didn't get activated, so next week, that's I think the that's the final week. week. If, last yeah, week. if he doesn't get activated, then he's gone for the year so. Uh, Levi Wallace with the foot injury has been limited all week and is questionable for tomorrow's game. If he was limited all three days, my guess is that he's not likely to play again. Nope. Um, not the end of the world. <laughs> I think James Pierre played Please don't play. Well. Please. Yeah, Joey Porter Jr. looked excellent. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick with his hamstring was a do not participate uh, all week long and is definitely out. Uh, and then, as we mentioned with Cameron Hayward, he was a full participant both Tuesday and Wednesday and is officially back on the roster. Woo! That's what we needed. That's what we needed. All right, Tennessee Titans injuries. Real quick, we're going we're gonna, to... Yeah, it's a big list. It's a big list here. Uh, Chris Hubbard, the offensive tackle, is in concussion protocol, is already listed as out. Anthony Kendall, one of their cornerbacks, has a knee injury, is unspecified, but did fully participate in Tuesday and Wednesday's practices. Uh, Chris Moore's been out with personal reasons. He's more than likely going to play. Um, that's a wide receiver. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill will not be playing with an ankle injury. He's already listed as out. Uh, Danico Autry, defensive, ta defensive tackle, was just out with rest. That's just a thing they do for people. Uh, the contusion to the birth certificate, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Derek Henry with an ankle injury is unspecified for the game, but did fully participate today after not practicing completely most of the week. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins with a toe injury, limited all week, and didn't participate today. So DeAndre Hopkins possibly not playing. Uh, Roger McCreary, a cornerback with a hamstring, limited participation all week, listed as out. Jeffrey Simmons, the defensive tackle with an ankle injury, uh, limited participation all week, unspecified. Tajay Spears, the running back with an ankle injury, full participation the last two days, but still unspecified. Uh, Mike Brown, ankle injury again, full participation all week. Awkwardly enough, must have done something today because listed as out. Uh, Sean Murphy bunting, another cornerback with a thumb injury, full participation all week, expect him to play. And Josh Weil, the tight end in concussion protocol, but full participation all week and unspecified game status. So not sure who we're going to see or who we're not going to see out of some of those lists. Again, Chris Hubbard, the offensive tackle, is out. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback, is out. Roger McCreary, the cornerback, is out. And Mike Brown, the defensive back, is out. So a lot of 
bangs to their secondary there. Uh, and then obviously Ryan Tannehill being out is a, is a big thing. More than likely, I think we're going to see. Um, it's Will Levis. Will Levis Will is starting. starting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I knew Will he Levis took over for Malik. So. Yeah. He took over for Malik and he threw for four touchdowns last week in his rookie debut. Uh, he's not relinquishing that job to Malik Willis anytime soon. Uh, but that being said, let's start with their roster. Will Levis was a second or third round pick, I believe, this year. I know he wasn't first. I, I want to say he was a second round. I'll pick. double check, but I believe he was the second as well. Originally played for the Penn State Nittany Lions, transferred from Penn State to Kentucky to get more playing time. Uh, what Will Levis is is a big. What was that? First, first pick in the second round. First pick in the second round. Or excuse me, maybe later in the second round. Uh, round two, pick thirty-three. <laughs> I'm a okay. So second might have been pick the thirty-three. In the, in the second round, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. the second pick because Joey Porter Jr. was thirty-two, and he was the first pick in the second round. Uh, so I, I should have remembered that. Anyway, Will Levis, a very strong arm, very strong, uh, tall, athletic dude. I don't know who really to comp him to, kind of like a Taysom Hill kind of guy, just not as muscly, uh, but a very, very lean and muscular build. Mm. Uh, so he's the kind of guy that if they're doing some running stuff with him, he is fully capable of doing so. If he lowers the shoulder on a small linebacker, he's going to run him over. Uh, but he is very erratic with his accuracy. Uh, when you saw his throws last week, a lot of it was deep bombs to DeAndre Hopkins, where D-Hop had his guy beat by a decent amount, and he just kind of had to get it out there, and D-Hop made it happen. Yep. Uh, so expect there to be some erraticness with the throws here. Uh, running back Derrick Henry, we all know about Derrick Henry. He's one of the toughest running backs in the NFL, uh, one of the toughest to bring down, too. So this is going to be a big game for Elandon Roberts. He's our heavy hitter linebacker. He's the one that really step up in this role. Yep. Uh, wide receivers, Traylon Burks and DeAndre Hopkins. We talked about that already with DeAndre Hopkins being a very highly skilled Traylon Burks, uh, younger wide receiver. I want to say he's a uh, a thicker built wide receiver as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 6'2", 225. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was comped to the uh, Niners wide receiver slash running back dude. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the comp on him coming out. Tight ends, Chigazim Okonkwo uh, and Trayvon Wesco. They're both listed as starting tight ends. Uh, Chigazim more of the move tight end. Trayvon Wesco more of the blocking tight end. Uh, Nicholas Petit-Friere at left tackle. Peter Skaronsky at left guard. You might have remembered his name from yep. this last NFL draft as one of the top tackle prospects. A lot of people said he needed to play guard due to his lack of arm length. That's exactly what he's doing. He's playing guard. Yep. Uh, center Aaron Brewer, right guard Daniel Brunskill, and right tackle Chris Hubbard. He was the one on the injured list. Was he out? Uh, yes. Or was he questionable? No, he's out. He's out. So that would put Jalen Duncan, his backup, in as the starter at right tackle. That puts TJ Watt against a backup right tackle uh so expect trayvon wesco to be over there all game long yep. uh, also their number three tight end i'm showing here is uh kevin, kevin raider. raider correct <laughs> a blocking specialist also so wouldn't be surprised to see him thrown out there against tj a lot just to help chip yep yeah fun fact for their offense no fullback listed so they, that's just not a position they yeah, have a lot of all. teams nowadays yep uh, moving over to the defensive side of the ball, they run a 3-4, very similar to Pittsburgh. 
uh, defensive end, Danico Autry and nose tackle, TR Tart. And uh, excuse me, Autry, I believe, is also on the injured list. He was just for rest, though. That's yeah. just, yeah. Uh, defensive tackle, Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, outside linebackers, you have Arden Key and Harold Landry the third. Harold Landry the third, I believe, is having himself a quietly decent year. Um, I'm double checking that right now as we speak. And of course, they don't have their stats listed. Um, I'm not sure. He, he's <laughs> potentially having a quiet, uh, solid year. Azir Al Shair, inside linebacker, along with Jack Gibbons. Um, not a whole lot of information that I have from those guys. I know that they're the Titans are having a fairly def- de- decent defensive year. I think it's like quietly decent. And then quarterback room uh, Sean Murphy Bunting and Roger McCreary listed as the starters, with Christian Fultron, I believe, being their nickelback. Um, Sean Murphy Bunting remembers dealing with a thumb injury, but he fully participated all week, so no injuries there or no worries there. Elijah Molden at safe at and Amani Hooker at the two safety positions. Um, and I want to say McCreary was on the injury list too, wasn't he? Roger McCreary was. I don't think he is listed as uh, he is out. I lied, so he's out. Yeah, um, and I think he's their starting nickel actually because he's a little bit smaller. Well, of that's a guy. perfect for us. Uh, so. Yeah, so that would give us a real opportunity in the slot uh, versus him. That's for sure. So uh, anything really jump out at you? For me, it's Jeffrey Simmons, uh, Mm a very dangerous defensive lineman. They need to know where he is, make sure he's accounted for and possibly double teamed on regular. I'll tell you what butt jumps out to me on this defense. Backup safety Terrell Edmonds. Got to watch out for that guy. (laughs) Didn't they just (laughs) trade for him? Yeah. And he's not even starting. No. No. I feel like why would he? Be? I feel like there's something that we're missing that maybe one of these guys is on injured reserve, but he's listed as a starter. And oh, potentially, start potentially. Yeah, I, we'll I bet it's something like that because it's it's tough to see somebody trading for a safety and then not using him as a starter. Yeah, I mean he uh, has but, he, he has one forced fumble in the year, so there's that. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Terrell has those games once in a while, man. Once in a while, he gets two picks in a game, then nothing the rest uh, of the year. Also, Harold Landry the third, four sacks in the season so far. Yeah, that's a nice season so far for not him. Not bad. Then. Yeah, not bad at all. Uh, on to our three keys to success as we get close to wrapping up today's show, Cody. I'm going to go first just to keep the ball rolling here. My first key to success is going to be to capitalize on Will Levis's mistakes. Ooh, okay. I do believe he's going to be very erratic in his throws as he has always been. And you have to capitalize when he misses on a throw, when a ball gets tipped in the air, be there and get the interception. This is going to be an opportunity week uh, where you could get three plus interceptions, I believe. Uh, number two, dominant on the D-line. Now that we have Cam Hayward back and Larry Joby and a rising star in Keanu Benton, there's three guys right there that have the ability to dominate on that defensive line. And I'm just going to lump in our outside linebackers with this as well. We're yeah. getting more and more contribution from Nick Herbig lately. TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith both getting in the sack column again last week. Uh, so let's see a dominant performance from this defensive front. Uh, my third and final one involve the dang tight ends. Fair. Like, use them. <laughs> Please throw the ball to the tight ends and not just Connor Hayward because it kind of doesn't count because he's only 5'11. Uh, let me see Darnell Washington. Let me see Rodney Williams. Uh, and let me see him over the middle of the field because they will move the sticks for you and they will make some things happen. Yep. 
Yeah, great three keys to success. I agree with all of them. I'm going to go over mine real quick. James, number one, you're going to hate this win the turnover battle. Uh, <laughs> it's back. It's, it's back, back, baby. It's back because when you do that, you win games for the most part, except for winning the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, we can fix that this week by number two, sustaining drives, James. 45% of our first possessions uh, end in a three and out, which is just wild to me as an NFL team, operating team. Uh, it's just insane. And then number four, or excuse me, three. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. 400 yard game. What? For the first time in how many years? In 54 or 55 games, my friend. Something stupid like that. Jesus. Yeah, um, it might be 30 something games. I might have just really made that a higher number. <laughs> I, I know it's all of Matt Canada's tenure yeah. plus some. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, yeah. So, yeah, for, first 400 yard game. That's why I said four. Uh, number three, a 400 yard game. We need to see it. We need it. We need it. We need it. The benefit of those sustained drives is your defense will be fresh. The defense has been doing it jo- its job as it is. That's why none of my goals required the defense to do anything other than what they've been doing. Uh, <laughs> that's just where we're at. So again, those yep. are my three keys to success. Success. If you guys have your three keys, if you send them in before the game, uh, we'll happily talk about them and how they impacted the game. I'm not going to have you send a message after Pittsburgh gets, you know, six sacks in the game and say, my key to success was they get six sacks. Well, you watched it happen. And then he told me, uh, <laughs> so if you guys send those in, we'll talk about them. If they, if they were advantageous at all with us in this game. Uh, that's going to wrap up this show. Again, thank you guys so much for listening and watching. Be sure to like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell. Don't forget to download the PSF app. We'll be live over there in just a few seconds. And until next time, this is your host, James <laughs> and Cody, signing off. Peace. Peace.